Aloha, everybody, and welcome to Spirit Chat Radio. Today, we have a fun topic to discuss um, how not to be confused on your spiritual journey. But before I get into that, I wanted to talk to you guys about something that um, I kind of been struggling with whether to do or not to do. I've been doing my podcast for uh, over seven years now. And along with that, I, I've been doing a lot of spiritual information for free, which would be the, um, the podcasting and my articles and my spirit chat sessions that I do on Facebook, my higher purpose learning group, all of those really fun things that I absolutely love and enjoy. However, I've been ramping up a lot of my spiritual teaching and a lot of the things that I do, I, I do for free. I do the podcasting for free. I do um, the live streaming video uh, sessions for free, the question and answers. I created a really nice spirit community, which I love and adore, and I answer a lot of their questions for free. But what's happened over the last year is it's gotten to a point where I'm doing so much of my spiritual work that I'm offering a lot of my energy that I don't get paid for. And that's fine, and I'm totally okay with that because I love doing what I'm doing. However, I also have to pay the bills, and I have to, you know, have an income stream coming in so I can have you know, lights, electricity. It's hard to run a podcast without electricity, and I really like to eat. So I have to balance that with a paid workload. And what I realized, I think I'm superwoman, and I really, truly think I can do everything. And I was doing too much. I realized that I was giving, giving, giving as much as I possibly can because I love it. But I was working well into the night, um, a lot of times until midnight and one o'clock in the morning. Some people would be like, why are you emailing me at 4 a.m.? And so I decided that I need to cut back somewhere and I really want to continue doing the podcasting. I'm super excited to keep that going, but I could use help if you love the show. So if you do love the show, I've set up a donation site to help pay some of the expenses because I do pay a lot of um, my these expenses for podcasting out of my own pocket and it does add up to quite a bit which I think a lot of people don't realize I didn't even realize till I started setting up the donation site and then I was like wow I, I really am also putting a lot of money out of pocket so that being said if you love the show we have even a dollar a month goes a really long way that's like 25 cents a show and so you can go to patreon.com that's p-a-t-r- eon.com backslash Jennifer O'Neill with no apostrophe. Jennifer with two N's and then O-N-E-I-L-L. And on there, there's a video I did, but you can also at, or do a donation, like I said, for as little as a dollar a month, which is a huge, huge help. And it can help me keep things rolling and it can help me not cut back so much on my free stuff. I'll be able to cut back more on some of my other paid work and I can keep giving you guys all this wonderful material. And so don't forget, if you love it, to stop on over to patreon.com backslash Jennifer O'Neill and uh, send some more energy my way. It's kind of like an energetic exchange, and that's also energetic support for me, and I really appreciate that. So that being said, let's get into the show today. 
Today, we're going to be discussing um, how not to be confused on your spiritual journey. I had a question from one of my students in my psychic ability class that I thought was a very good question, so I wanted to uh, make a podcast out of it. And this question was from Leanne, and she basically said, I would like your opinion on this, Jennifer O'Neill, on this. I've come across a reader who believes we only have nine earth lives, and I know yourself, yourself and others say we can have as many as 35 to 50 plus lives or less. She is very sure of things and has said so, and I'm not going to question her truth or anyone else's. Their truth is theirs. It just confuses me, and it gives, doubt, gives me doubt about who says what is true or not for me. So, she wants to know, or also stated, I I really would like to come to a point in my journey where I can see, feel, or hear, or know the truth of me. So, my question is, why does a majority of psychics have different beliefs in spirituality? I mean, the questions you ask them, like how many lifetimes you've had, etc., all are different answers. They all tell you different spirit guides. Um, This one reader says, I only have one, you know. It brings doubt and confusion. There should be a dictionary or something stating basics like how many guardian angels do you have one or how many lifetimes do you have one through 50. And so I thought that this was a really, really great topic to go ahead and discuss. So for all of the, all of you guys who are new to the spiritual journey or not even new, we're going to discuss how psychics and spiritual teachers get their knowledge. I've been in the industry, as I know I've talked about this before like a bazillion times, but I've been in the industry for um, well over 20-some years. And during this well over 20-some years, I've had the blessing to be a part of many different metaphysical communities. And what I mean by that is I've been uh, acquaintances or I've known or I've worked with many other psychics and spiritual teachers, many, many, like thousands. And when you're around that many, you get to kind of understand and know that community really well. And here's what some people don't know and understand about the community. The, the, unfortunately, the metaphysical community or spiritual teachers or any of that, they are, there's no regulation to it. There's no school that you attend Uh, You don't go, I mean, there is, there can be, but that doesn't really matter. Um, You know, I think they have metaphysical something, like little degrees you can get, etc. But my point being, there's no real classes that any of these people take. They either learn on their own from their own experience and or hopefully they've had mentors that are older and wiser than them. That sounds really funny, but just like when you um, raise a child from an infant and they basically, as they get older and they're two years old, they have the ability to form words or they have the ability to feed themselves. There are rules that you have to teach them, like don't put your finger in the light socket and, you know, don't put your tongue on everything because there's germs and you have to help them learn to communicate, right? You have to help them learn to translate some of the things that are going on in their head. They already know how to make and form sounds, but you have to teach them how to form words and articulate what it is that they're seeing, right? 
Well, think about if a two-year-old or a three-year-old basically was on their own and trying to figure out how to articulate uh, some of the things that they were seeing, and they had to train themselves to talk by listening to others around them, okay? There's gonna, it's gonna be a harder journey, and their articulation or the way that things move for them or the way they explain things to other people might not be quite on. Um, and so what I've noticed being in the metaphysical community is there are a lot of people who just are not as knowledgeable as think people think that they are. But they, the interesting thing about being a psychic or a spiritual teacher, um, and those are different things, guys, like a spiritual teacher and a psychic, they're not the same. Not everybody does both. However, when you tell anybody that you are a psychic or a spiritual teacher, mainly a psychic, I would say. Anyways, I'm just thinking about this a minute. Mainly when you tell anybody that you're psychic, they they immediately are just like, oh, you know, oh my gosh, they can see this, that, and the other thing. And they all of a sudden have a whole bunch of assumptions on what this person can do. And it immediately comes with street cred. It is the weirdest thing even if even if somebody is not a psychic or they're just learning that they have psychic abilities, I kid you not, those people could go in anywhere and just be like, yeah, but I'm a psychic. And, you know, obviously you're going to get hit with two things. You're going to be hit with one, really? H- how do you know? I mean, how is this even possible? And you're going to come with a lot of criticism. But two... Um, for those that believe in this sort of thing, you are going to be all of a sudden, it's like you come with a badge of some type of credential that everybody just believes what you say. Now think about it. You have a lot of people running around who are not regulated. Number one, um, who, in my opinion, what I'm finding, which is kind of sad, um, when I was younger, 20 some years ago, there was more mentors, which is again, why I do so much work that I do. It's why I do the classes. It's why, um, I do the podcasting. It's why I do as much stuff as I do. I'm seeing that mentors have basically gone by the wayside. There was so many more mentors when I was younger. And so you have ones that are not being mentored. So you have people who are not as knowledgeable. They're not being mentored. They don't try to necessarily steer people wrong on purpose, but their knowledge base is a lot smaller if they're um, not as experienced. It depends on their experience, how much have they been reading, how much have they explored and researched their own abilities, and what abilities are they specialized in. That's another thing. It's like you have to realize that all psychics and spiritual teachers are not the same at all. They all have different specialties. They all have different knowledge bases. So have they specialized in anything? Have they um, developed their knowledge further in whatever it is that they're talking to you about? What is their background? So let's take, for instance, past lives. Um, since that seemed to be one that Leanne had brought up. My background in past lives is I've been trained in that for, um, God, 20-some years. I've been trained in past lives, 
and I've been trained by some of the best in the industry. And when I was trained and went through a couple years of training on doing past life regressions, um, and you know, that's when you put somebody under hypnosis and allow them to, uh, see their past lives. I've done past life regressions on myself. Um, I've done so many, I've had so many dreams about past lives. I actually honed my ability to be able to see other people's past lives. So I have a very strong background in past lives and I can, when I read somebody, I can see many lifetimes that they've had. And so my background in past lives is quite extensive. I trained a lot on it. I, I've taken for my specific stuff, and those of you who are healers out there, I suggest that you do this as well. I've actually taken different parts in areas that I've specialized in, and I've researched, I've meditated, I've advanced, I've trained, I've trained with mentors for years on each of my subjects, like astral travel. I'm a very lucid astral travel. I'm very well trained in astral travel. I know a lot about astral travel, but I spent several years committing to developing that knowledge base. Literally to because what I would do when I was younger is I would take each subject and for a couple of years I would devote all of my learning to that. So a few years I would devoted just so much of my knowledge and learning to past lives. And then another few years I did uh, astro travel. And another few years I did dreams. So each time then I would start to get so knowledgeable in that one area, I felt like I had pretty much as much knowledge as I could gain at that point in time. And then I'd move on to another one like dreams or you know, astro travel or whatever. And as I developed each one, it also enhanced the other specialties that I, that I was, um, learning about. And so when I've heard things about people being misguided about astro travel, um, being misguided about, you know, negative spirits and entities being attached to you, being misguided about, um, how many past lives that you have, I don't think that those people always have necessarily the knowledge base that they need to be teaching about those things. Um, those to me are very young psychics. That doesn't mean that their age is young. That doesn't mean that they're young like 20 or 17, but that means their knowledge base is young. And for instance, for this particular person, um, because I'm psychic, I could see that this particular person's knowledge base as far as psychic stuff in that area was a very young knowledge base. And so how does that help you at all? I mean, here's the thing. You guys are running around trying to learn and grow on a, spiritually. You're trying to develop and advance on your spiritual journey, and you don't want to be misguided. And I don't blame you because once you feel misguided, you can have many things happen. Frustration can kick in. You can feel like you're not getting anywhere. You can have lots of blocks. You can feel confined in your knowledge base, which is weird, but that's an energetic thing for real. Uh, so how do you tell the difference? How do you how do you tell if a spiritual teacher or a reader um is misguiding you. I'm going to go over a couple of things that are fun for me. Um, and then I'm going to get into another easy way to tell that I tell all my clients because it's a super easy thing. Um, 
I wrote this thing called The Ten Commandments of Seeing a Psychic. And it's on my website, uh, Keys to the Spirit World. And I did it as a funny thing, but I did it because I really think that this is a helpful, helpful little piece of wisdom for you guys. And so uh, Ten Commandments is seeing a psychic. Number one, thou shall not take psychic's word as the law of the land. God gave us free will. Use it. Again, that's that instant street cred thing. If you are being, you should always be referred to or at least question any psychic or spiritual teacher that you're around. Because it's no difference as, you know how there's even spiritual teaching, and I need to get into this a little bit more before I forget. Spiritual teaching and psychic stuff is not the same. Um, so psychics basically, um, so I'm going to break this down a little bit. Psychics can basically see the future and they can see some, you know, they can see some things of what's going on. They can see some past stuff, but not all psychics are fantastic at past stuff, such as past lives. That's not a forte. That's an area that you must be trained in. And so just because they can see a few a potential future outcome of somebody, because here's something also interesting, which blows my mind. Do you know how many psychics I've been around in my life? Again, in the thousands. Do you know how many understand that uh, um, their client or a person that comes to see them actually has control over their life path and can change it? And that they are only reading that person from where their energy is directed today. But if that person does not want to go on that path, they actually have free will that they can adjust many things in their life chart. Do you know how many psychics actually know that or tell their clients that? Not very many. I would say out of 100, maybe three. And that is shocking to me that they don't that they just make these people feel like, oh, nope, this is what's going to happen. And you know what? What if their translation's off? It's, I feel like that's irresponsible ethically. And so a spiritual teacher, so we have psychics who can see the future, but let's be clear, they're reading you from where you're at today. If, you're not, if you decide that you don't like that path that you're seeing in the future, you have free will. God gave it to us for a reason. You can grab a hold of the reins and alter your path. There are going to be some things that are set in stone like divorce or marriage or kids. Some of those types of things you'll, you'll have to experience because you've written them in your birth chart. But how you get from point A to point B, you have a lot of control over that. But what they do is they read your energy from today. And if you don't make any changes, the probable outcome of that being your future outcome is is high um, if they're a good reader, if they're a good reader. Um, so that's what a psychic does. A spiritual, uh, well, let's go medium. So a medium is somebody who can communicate with spirits or loved ones or spiritual energy. Um, you know, in the spirit realm, they don't have to be in the spirit realm. They can be alive even. People tend not to know that either. Um, but they definitely can communicate with other living beings via the spiritual realm and or the physical realm in a spiritual aspect. Not all psychics are mediums, just to be clear. Don't go to all any psychic and just go, yeah, can you 
speak to grandma because it doesn't work like that. But most mediums, most all mediums are psychics. So you will have to, if you're wanting to find somebody, connect them with grandma. You need to make sure that you're seeing somebody who specializes in mediumship. That's another thing. There will be a lot of media or uh, psychics who say, yeah, I can do that. I can connect in. But if you really do want to get somebody to connect in on a level that you're wishing to, if that's your intention of seeing a psychic or a medium, then you want to go to somebody who specializes in it. Somebody who um, says, I'm a medium. Because those people, again, they've trained for many years. They've potentially had mentors or whatever, but they have developed their mediumship abilities. Psychics don't always have mediumship abilities and or they necessarily don't develop them to, uh, to a level that mediums do. Once that they do, if they're very good at it, they will actually call themselves a medium. Okay? So if you're looking for somebody to read some a loved one, you definitely don't want to just go to a psychic. You want to go to a medium. And that's what I've definitely noticed is a difference because um, there's a lot of psychics who say, yeah, I can, and they're just not good medium readers. Spiritual um, topics such as this past lives, universal laws. um, Let's see. I'm just thinking that's the only two I can think off the top of my head. But, you know, oh, energy, the way energy moves, um, empath stuff, that kind of thing, uh, tends to be more along the lines of spiritual teachers. Okay. Uh, spiritual teaching is a whole different specialty. Now, this is something that I've also done for years and it's something that I had the knowledge base of when I was little, little two years. I mean, as long as I can remember two, three, four, whatever, I had a very wide knowledge base of spiritual laws and how things worked on a spiritual level. I remember being able to see the other side every single day, every night, and wondering, why am I here on earth? Why did I come here? This is really odd. I, I like miss home. To me, home was the spiritual realm. And so um, I did that so long at a young age. But I was just born with the ability to be able to read energy, and um, that definitely helped me when I then developed my skill in past lives and astro travel. But many psychics are not spiritual teachers and or spiritual readers. They don't have the knowledge base of astro travel and or past lives and universal laws because that's also very different. So it's kind of like if you were to go see an obstetrician for one thing, an eye doctor for another thing, an internal medicine doctor for something else. Do you see what I'm saying? They all specialize in different areas. Um, You may get one that has a specialty in many of the areas you're looking for. And there you go. Then they've been trained in that. But there are different topics and different ways. And this is why that you guys might be getting confused because you may think, well, I'm going to find a psychic or a spiritual teacher that's going to teach me about all these things I'm interested in. But that person might not have the knowledge base that you need or that you're looking for. So if they don't, you're going, we're going to get into that in a minute. So you have those different realms. But number one of Ten Commandments, seeing a psychic is thou shall not take psychic's word as law of the land. Just 
question everybody. I, I really think, I don't even, people can question me all day long, doesn't matter to me. Um, <laughs> like I've told you guys before, I've had people many times go, well, they're very skeptical. I'm like, fantastic. That's awesome. Like, I'm so happy when people are that way because I feel like they're paying attention to their intuition and that they are not going to receive bad information because they're testing the waters a little and they're very careful. Number two, thou shall not see a psychic more than once every three months, only on rare occasions. We then resort to having to tell you things like, I see you getting some new shoes. Let's face it, life does not change that quickly. Um, I also talk to my clients about this when I do readings, and that would be, I like to teach my clients how to kind of feel things out on their own and how to be guided by their own intuition. If you're trying to see a psychic more than every three months, then you're resorting to being codependent on a psychic and the psychic is allowing you to be codependent on them. And I feel like that's not healthy for my clients. And I've seen psychics do it a lot because they're like, oh, if they're going to pay me, whatever. But the problem with that is I, I think that that's irresponsible to allow a client to be codependent on you. You want to teach them how to feel out their own answers because clients will or people will if they get answers from somebody and they get nervous and anxious and afraid of an outcome they will they will want to go to you all the time and just know it's okay basically everything's going to be okay you guys basically everything really really is if you just kind of relax and not try to control things and understand that most of the time things turn out okay it re they really really do and so you don't want to see a psychic more than every three months because energetically it takes you um, probably at least a month or so to shift your energetic outcome anyways. So you want to work on doing that if you're not liking how something's going to turn out. Uh, number three, thou shall not push our own intuition aside or stop relying on it. That's why you shouldn't see a psychic more than every three months because you don't want to push your intuition aside and stop relying on it. I don't care what a psychic says. You don't want to disregard your own intuition. Doesn't matter what their credentials are, etc., which we're going to get into. Number four, thou shall not remove clothes or be touched during reading unless you're having a palm read. If this is the only way you can get a reading, find another psychic. Now, you would think that would be self-explanatory. You would think. However, I've heard of and have been around um, people who have told me well, that when they got a reading, they've said like, okay, well, like, let me, I, I need to rub your shoulders or touch your arm or do whatever, something that's just invading your bubble. And I'm like, uh, no, 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 no. You don't even have to be in the room. Like, you could be in New York, and I can read you. You certainly don't have to be removing nothing. So absolutely do not remove anything that's bizarre and weird and just get out. Um, number five, thou shall use psychic, a psychic reading as advice or guidance. And that's really important. Um, you want to use that with your own knowledge base of everything that you know to be true with your logical mind. Um, and then you want to make choices based on the two together. 
So even though that I basically rely heavily on my own intuition when I make my own decisions and people have asked me, it's funny when people ask me stuff, well, how often do you use your own intuition? I'm like, all the time. Like, well, how often do you use it when making decisions? And I'm like, first, that's the first thing I go to is my intuition. Then my mind gets to say so a little bit, but it's over overruled by my intuition all the time. Well, most all the time. Sometimes I do things like, you know, should I buy this? Nah. And my intuition says, yeah. And then I don't. And I'm like, they're sold out. And I'm thinking, what? Why do I do that? I do this for a living. That's very strange. So anyways, um, use a, a psychic reading as advice or guidance. Use your brain to also help, um, you know, filter through all the knowledge that you have as well. Combine the two together. Use them as a pair. Uh, number six, thou shall not, shall realize that no psychic is 100% accurate. Therefore refer to number three and five, which is don't push your own intuition aside and always use it as guidance. No psychic is hundred percent accurate. Although my accuracy rate tends to be quite high. I always tell my clients that no matter what you always rely and trust your, your own intuition if you're feeling like something's off. Um, so always, always trust your gut, which is basically what this entire podcast is coming down to. Um, but I'm going to get to that at the end. So because psychics have to translate information and you don't know how well that they are, how good a translators that they are, and you don't know what type of background that they have, you don't know how much time that they use developing their own skill. Because of those reasons, you want to understand that they're not always 100% accurate. I've just seen way too many people walking around going, they said something really terrible was going to happen in three months, and I have no idea what it is, and they walk around in fear. Oh, my God. Like, just, first of all, that's irresponsible and vague, um, number one, terrible rating, number two, um, <laughs> I mean, anybody could walk around and tell somebody that. But again, there's that street cred thing. You know, they believe them. So, uh, number seven, thou shall never replace a, a physician, financial planner, or lawyer with a psychic. These are specialists trained in a specific area. Most psychics are specialists specialized in spiritual areas and life coaching. Um, that's very important. You know, do, like I said, everything in tandem. If you're having financial issues, you want to resolve that with the proper people, but you can also add that with psychic guidance, but never replace it. I don't, I don't feel like that that's a smart thing to do. Um, if you're having health issues, always get a see a doctor, do what you, I'm always about hit it at all ends. You know, if you're not feeling well, see the doctor, see what they say, but then also address it on a spiritual level, hit them everywhere, hit it all areas, right? Um, number eight, thou shall use psychics and mediums for insight with spiritual issues, life path, loved ones, and passing on. Um, I think that we basically covered that. That's kind of a good area to be using psychics and mediums, insight with spiritual issues, uh, life path and loved ones. That's, that's a good area. Sometimes people, um, I'm just Career, love, and money are the top three that you get a lot. Um, love is one that you can go see psychics for, but again, you want to probably see someone who specializes in that area. But I notice that people really block their own 
they put up a lot of their own energetic barriers and give themselves their own, a lot of their own problems when it comes to love. That's a really interesting one. It's like they they feel like they're projecting a certain energy when they're projecting something else. And you really have to have, uh, that's a whole nother show. I'm just not going to get into that. Okay. Number nine, thou shall use uh, psychics to verify or clarify your own intuition. Psychics can be great teachers to help you learn how to become more in tune with your own psychic ability and develop it. Um, so basically most people who go to a psychic that will be like, Oh, I thought that was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. I felt like this was right, whatever. So they're good, um, validators to verifying your own intuition. So if you're having an intuitive hit on something and you just want some extra, uh, an extra boost of, yep, that seems right to me. You're on the right path. You're on the right thought process. They're very good for that. So that's, um, they're very good for verifying your and clarifying your own intuition. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention, I'd mentioned that there are psychics, there are mediums, and there are spiritual teachers. There are also regular psychic spiritual teachers. You know, teaching I think comes in a whole different aspect of things because there can be some very good psychics or mediums who are not good at relaying teaching information either. So if you're looking for a spiritual mentor or teacher, that's also a whole different type of person. You're not going to want to just go look for a psychic or a really good psychic or a really good medium. Um, because uh, you're even a really good spiritual teacher in the way that they're just teaching about certain stuff. If you want to have them do some mentoring with you, that is more, well, that's what I do. It's I do a lot of spiritual teaching with the classes um, and a lot of the information that I give. Uh, but if you're looking for someone, then you want to make sure that they that's what they do. I kind of genetically think I was inclined to spiritually teach and teach about psychic stuff um, because teaching runs in my family as well as the psychic gene. So I kind of combine them into one, one lucky thing. That being said, um, like I said, you want to just look for a good teacher who that's their forte. Because some psychics and mediums, um, and even people who teach about universal laws and whatnot, I notice that they tend to not want to give all their information away, which I find very strange. Um, they kind of feel like they need to keep it a secret. I'm the opposite. I want to just tell everybody how to do stuff because I feel like you guys can all do the things that I teach and I want your guys' life to just feel easier. It's so much easier when you start learning about uh, the spiritual laws, universal laws, the in intuition, how to use your intuition, how to use your guidance, how to be in tune with your spiritual body. And I just feel like I just want everybody to do it. So um, I apparently don't have that problem, but there are people that do have kind of an ego thing. Um, you'll know. Number 10, the golden rule. Thou shalt trust your gut when meeting a psychic for the first time. Do not hesitate to change your mind if you are not comfortable. All psychics are different and you should look until you find one you are comfortable with. Yes, 100%. This is all in bold. You absolutely want to trust, trust your gut when meeting a psychic for the first time. First of all, I usually recommend getting some type of reference, number one. Number two, or you followed them on social media or things that they've put out there and you, it, and some, it, they resonate with you. 
So here's how you can be less confused. When finding somebody that you're learning from, usually you find like they've either written a book, they do a podcast, they teach classes, um, it's they do videos, whatever. First things first, there should be some type of this feels good to me. I feel good when I listen to this information. Something right in the core of your chest will resonate and vibrate. And it will vibrate a feel-good feeling. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I, I want to tune into this more. I want to really consume this information. That means that you're on the same energetic vibration as that person, and you can really learn a lot and become a sponge from them. And so that's number one. That's the first thing you want to do. Uh, the second thing is even if somebody does resonate you with you on a really high scale, you want to take what information that vibes with you and leave the rest. Always. So, for instance, if you're like, this information is vibing with me completely, but this video you did or this podcast or this article, uh, I'm not really sure I'm down with what's going, what you're teaching here or what, what you're saying. That's okay. You don't have to take all the information that they're giving you and, and view it as that is your um, curriculum for then. But you take what information that vibes with you and you disregard the rest because all the information that everybody teaches is not all going to be what you're looking for, number one, and you're going to have your own spiritual truth, number two. And when you begin to develop spiritually um, and become more in tune with your spiritual body, you're going to start having all these vibrations on the inside. They're going to resonate really high or they're going to feel, uh, that feels a little weird. And so you're going to have to learn to run with what feels good and enjoy it and allow that process to unfold and allow that knowledge base to grow. And with the stuff that you don't like or is not jiving with you, just let it go. Just drop it. Um, and then if somebody else has something that you're, if you're even interested in the subject, you might not even be interested at that time. Like I said, I would spend a couple of years very focused in one area, past lives. And I'd spent a couple of years very focused in developing my astro travel. And during those times, I wasn't interested in anything else. Like when I was really focused in astro travel, I wasn't really focused in other areas of, um, I don't know, maybe like other dimensions, you know? And then when I get really focused in other dimensions, I had already done like past lives and astro travel. So I wasn't as interested in those because I'd already developed my knowledge base. So you'll go through phases where you're very interested in certain areas. And I think that when you're very interested in an area, you should run with that area, not try to do everything at one time. Think of it like college. They break the classes down in the 101 classes and the 102 classes, but they also break them down into English, science, whatever, right? So learning on a spiritual level is no different. Don't think that you have to oh, I got to learn about astral travel. No, I got to learn about dreams. Now I got to learn about uh, past lives and I need to learn about how to tell the future. Oh my gosh, there's my intuition. You know, you don't have to do all that at one time. Pick the stuff that you are most interested in and study, learn, and develop about those for a while. And then once you're like, okay, now I'm sort of interested in something else, that will help you from, number one, you will learn a lot more that way. Number two, it will help you from being confused. Number three, it'll help you from putting up some blocks. Like you, in, you can't have overwhelm. 
So spiritual journey stuff can be very overwhelming if you're just like, oh, I'm going to try to learn everything I can. That's, I don't advise that. I don't think that that's awesome. So uh, I think that we've covered a lot of that. The last thing that I want to reiterate to you guys is, and I tell my clients this all the time, always, always trust your gut. Uh, Always trust your gut when receiving any spiritual information And if you're open to it, it feels good and it resonates, then go that direction. If it's not something that resonates with you, disregard the information. It doesn't really matter. Okay. Um, So always trust your gut. Understand that there are, everybody is not the same. There's no regulations regulating this industry. And so there's a lot of people out there who do not have a large knowledge base in many areas. They just have a small knowledge base in very specific areas. Okay. And so whatever you're looking for, make sure that you find somebody who has a wide knowledge base in the specific area that you're looking for. Some, um, such as myself, I have a very large, strong knowledge base, but I am a lot different than here's the other thing about psychics. I am this is gonna be a long one. I am I in the industry that I've been in, um, and with the colleagues and the people that I've met, the other interesting thing is there's a lot of people who are now readers, um, or they've taken it's a lot of readers actually don't become trained to be readers, which I you may or may not know. You should always be trained to become a reader. That you should not skimp on. But a lot of people can't find people to train them, so they go, oh, well, I can see this and I can see that, so I'm going to start reading people. Terrible idea. And that's when you get really not awesome, accurate readings, okay? So the other thing is when I was um, in a lot of metaphysical communities, a lot of people decided that they... They'd become in tune with their intuition, and they decided that they'd grown it enough to develop it and as an adult. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, sometimes you get these um, development things when you are, you know, older, and you become very in tune and knowledgeable at that point in time. But the reason I'm talking about that is I'm just different than a lot of people, um, those people would also tell me, because you talk about that, how long have you been doing it, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Those people would also say, yeah, when I was little, I remember this, I remember that. The The thing that makes me a little bit different, and you can ask other psychics this, and, and feel free, feel free to ask your spiritual teachers, your psychics, what is your background? What did you train in? Did you have mentors? They should absolutely not be offended by that. But if you're wondering, ask. I would never be offended by that. I'd, I'd tell anybody anything. But um, for anyways, I've been very different from when I was little. It wasn't like I got you know struck by lightning, hit my head, or um, decided all of a sudden that I was interested in spiritual work and just started doing it. I was always this way. I don't, I always could read energy off people. I never understood how other people were doing it. I never understood how they weren't reading energy. I never understood how they couldn't feel the vibes of a room. I never understood how they couldn't see that they had 
other life connections with people, like past life connections, because I could always see it, always. Even like I was two years old, I was three years old, I was five. I always viewed the world differently. I had to literally, as I grew up, I had to train myself to see the world like normal people see the world so that I could learn how to help them see what I seen because I wasn't understanding how people were making decisions and making bad decisions when I could see so clearly and I couldn't understand like how do you not see this how do you not feel this I'm not I really truly it would frustrate me when I was in middle school because I really didn't understand I, I was like why why are they doing this I don't understand how do they not know this so for me, it was different. And again, if you're seeing anybody, feel free to ask them any of those things. When did you get your develop, you know, your ability? Have you always been this way? Have you always read? So my knowledge base, I feel, is a little bit different than a lot of other people. Not everybody. I'm sure there's plenty of people like me out there. But my to a lot of people that I've you know, met over the years because I've constantly was questioning things and I was wondering about universal energy. And I remember being on the, visiting the other side when I was seven all the time. I could just go there at will. I could ask to travel out of my body. I could be there whenever I wanted to. Like I've just been doing this for so long. And so spiritual teachers tend to teach on their experience. And I just have a lot of experience in a lot of the things that I teach. And that's what I teach off of. Um, so that's how people get their knowledge. But regardless of if you resonate with what I teach or you do not, again, that's up to you. Everybody's different. So you want to always be skeptical at first. Um, you want to trust your gut always, always doesn't matter who you are. I don't care if you're listening to me and have been for years. If something I say doesn't feel right to you. Trust your intuition, trust your gut, because that is the most in tune part of you to the spiritual realm. Um, you know, don't worry about questioning and asking people. Understand that they all have different specialties, just like doctors. Everybody has a different specialty. Their uh, book of knowledge, like I said, from somebody such as myself, who's been doing it my entire life since I've been born, to somebody who potentially started doing it in their 20s, that's going to be different. You might, They might still be very smart and knowledgeable, but I'm just saying, understand everybody's different. Their knowledge base is all different. Understand psychics, mediums, spiritual teachers, and regular psychic ability type teachers are all different. So look for somebody that you um, are, are is teaching or is, you're getting what you're looking for on your spiritual journey. Take all the information that resonates and disregard the rest. And you should have that feeling in your chest area. So you should have that, oh, that feels good. Oh, that feels all right. Or, ooh, I'm not sure about that. Just disregard it. Okay? So... Hopefully you understand that the knowledge base of everybody who's out there on the internet teaching, <laughs> I know I make fun of the internet a lot, but it's true. Um, you know, it's just, everybody's just not as knowledgeable as everybody else. And they have different specialties. I don't know how to say that any different. I know I keep repeating myself. Um, so Thank you for tuning in. If you love the show, if you want to support the show and you want to help energetically give back and keep this rolling, don't forget to stop over at my uh, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash Jennifer O'Neill. 
Um, also on there, I'm going to be moving my live spirit chats over to, I, you know, on the Higher Purpose Learning Group. I've been doing a lot of spirit chat sessions over there um, because of the way that I have to restructure things and to kind of keep my energy high. I'm going to be moving my live stream spirit chats over to a spirit chat membership site. So if you're interested in the spirit chat membership sites where we'll be talking about energy and different dimensions and there'll be some other cool stuff behind the scenes stuff going on over there. It's going to be a Facebook group. Go to that patreon.com because there's a little um, $10 thing that you can, it's like 10 bucks a month that you can click on there. So, um, and you can be a part of that group as well. So don't forget, you can either join the higher purpose learning group for free. You can become a spirit chat member. Um, and I have some very cool stuff coming up for the new year. So until next time, uh, I don't know what we're going to do for a new year series, but we should make it very cool and big. Uh, we will talk to you soon. Don't forget my website, www.keystothespiritworld.com. If you'd like more info. Have a wonderful day. Aloha.